1: Welcome, everyone, to this story box. This is the place to be if you're a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, growing abundantly, and if you want to improve your overall life. My name is Jay Phantom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I'm grateful that you're here today. Let's journey into this story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Storybox podcast. I don't get to uh, speak with many artists, but today I'm delighted to welcome a very talented artist and uh, person, Ross Tran. Now, for those of you that don't know who Ross is, he has a massive following on Instagram for all of my YouTube and, and Twitter as well, like millions of people follow his incredible work. It's very, very creative. Uh, I have to say, but for those of you that need to know more about Ross, he is an illustrator and concept artist. He loved making up characters and worlds as a kid, which is something that hasn't really changed much over the years, something I can really relate to in my own life. Don't ever stop growing, uh, having fun, really, is what I'm trying to say there. He began pursuing art more seriously at 16 and moved from San Jose to Los Angeles a year later for a degree in industrial design. At age 19, he worked on his first feature film, Earth to Echo, as a character designer. He was a lead character designer on that, mind you. Uh, A while after, he took a break to try his hand at acting, only to find a home on YouTube with his channel Ross Draws, where he makes lots and lots of art. Now, for those of you that uh, have seen Earth Echo, you know that it was part of Disney and he was only 19 when he helped uh, that feature film, which is a pretty incredible achievement to be approached by Disney at age 19 to be a lead character designer on such a film. But anyway, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, He is currently working on expanding his studio and planning to turn his first feature-length book Nima into an animated series the book is now available and I highly encourage you to go get a copy of it Uh, it's pretty well designed I have to say so myself there's actually a story behind it which is what we also talk about during this episode he shows you the best thing to do is watch the video because it's a visual uh, sort of episode, I guess you could say. Uh, he shows his book. He's got some illustrations and design work. Ross and I also, before we dive into his story, I got to show him some of my artwork as well. So I'll leave that all in the YouTube video for you to see, but you can't really see it uh, on the Apple or Spotify. But anyway guys, this is a pretty inspiring human being. His his work has been viewed by millions upon millions of people and for good reason as well. He's always giving back. He's got a heart of gold and I know that you guys are going to love his story and his personality because, you know, why not? Like um A lot of people do on YouTube at least. (laughs) But anyway, guys, uh, please, if you do get something from this, share it around to your friends and your family. Let them know of this episode. If you are an artist or a graphic designer, this is an episode for you. But anyone that just wants to be inspired by you doing the things that you love and not shying away from it, then this is an an episode for you as well. So don't forget to subscribe. Watch the video now on YouTube. And before you go, leave a five-star rating and review over an Apple podcast that goes a long way, once again, in building this incredible community. Let's try and get to a million, eh? Be are the first ones to get to a million. That's a long way yet but anyway <laughs> uh, in terms of reviews that is but um, I appreciate all, each and every one of you that has turned up today uh, so you know what time it is right it is time to draw And no, I'm just kidding it's time to dive into the story box and listen to the incredible story of Ross Tran.
0: Wow thank you I'm blushing I'm just like wow I've never had someone talk so highly of me. <laughs> No man, you deserve Wait, it.
1: Like, look at look at that in no all that information and all the incredible. Oh my you've god!
0: Done. Because like I'm just like in my zone working every day. So to have someone just repeat my
1: accomplishments and the numbers, I'm like, wow, okay, I, I guess I did pretty well. <laughs> you, you've done extremely well, man, and you have kind of put me to shame a little bit <laughs> <What>? <laughs> by Why? by all the all the stuff that you've done. Mm. Um, you're incredibly humble. Like we were just talking uh, a little bit before. And yeah. I was showing you my artwork, and you were commenting how good it was, and yet I don't even think it's good. So <laughs> what? It's,
0: it's,
1: it's like it's fun, man, to mm-hmm. have somebody like yourself that is doing this amazing thing. It's inspiring, mm-hmm. and I guess the first question that I want to start off with for you, and I read it out in the in the the beginning, how successful you are, but what does success look like for you?
0: Oh man, that word, that concept changes every year. And right now in my more adult life, success to me is the feeling of being free. You know, the feeling of being not constrained to like numbers or money or an idea, or like, I think the idea of me wanting like to just make art, you know, and not having to think about anyone else's opinion. The Mm -hmm. feeling of being free, I think that was success. Looks up to me to be able to do everything I want to do and not worry. And I feel like I'm slowly, slowly getting there. I'm in the middle of a move, so all my worries are up. (laughs) It's just like a lot at once. Um, But to me, that's what success is.
1: Mm. Why do you think it changes for you over time, or for every every year? Why do you think it changes?
0: I think we just, you know, mature as people, as humans, you know, at a young age, I wanted to work at uh, like the studio and, and then a few years later, you know what? I don't want to work at the studio. I want to kind of do my own thing. I want to publish my own art, my own book. And then I made a YouTube channel. And then I'm like, you know what? When I reach a hundred thousand subscribers, I feel like I'm successful. And then I reach a hundred thousand subscribers. And I'm like, okay, well, this is not what I you know envisioned maybe when I reach 500,000 subscribers I'll feel happy and successful I reach 500,000 it's like ah whatever how about when I reach a million and so it just kind of changes and you realize like it's it's not external it's really internal and that's I mean it's been said and done we're all human and we all kind of relate and connect to one another but success to me does feel like you know what I wake up in the morning and I can kind of a express myself like through art or through any kind of artistic creative medium and just relax and enjoy the day. If mm. I feel like I've had a good day and I'm able to do good work and like inspire people and help the world, that's what success is to me.
1: I love that definition, man, especially the freedom aspect. Have yeah. you found it over, over the years, have you found it difficult to actually create a free life for yourself? Definitely. It's uh, it's definitely been hard because we live in
0: society now where it's like instant gratification. You know, ev- there's so many apps. Everything's about numbers. Everyone judge Like, it's just really judgmental. Mm. And I don't think us humans are like evolved to be equipped with that much of that much data, information and to be judged so much, right? It's like, if you think about all your followers inside a room, like think about maybe a hundred, I don't know, 1 million people saying you suck or something, you know, or criticizing you, we're not equipped for that. And so I think, but slowly, but surely um, my journey has been always kind of removing those voices and following my own gut and kind of a, you know, finding my own light and succeeding through that. If I'm able to be happy doing what I'm doing, then maybe I can help someone else, you know, to help them realize it's not about Mm. everything else externally, but it's really about how you feel inside and the art you want to create.
1: Mm. What do you do when you do face criticism for your pieces of artwork? What do you do to combat that?
0: Right. I always take it with a grain of salt, you know, because, um, you know, they have an idea, but I only let like the, the, the voices that I trust really enter my, my mind stream because everyone has an opinion. It's, it's, just, it's just who we are. Everyone and their moms have an opinion. And so when I am willing to kind of take like critique, then I will set my mind up for that. But for the most part, to be a creator nowadays in today's society, you have to have really thick skin or else, right? Or Or you're gonna like kind of, be it's it's a mental game, yeah, every single day, right? And you 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 wake up and it's just a mental game and you fall
1: asleep.
0: <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. I, and I think w- my rhythm is like I wake up and just do my best. Mm. And when I want to improve, i I listen a little bit and see how it applies to me and improve. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm very kind of open-minded and go with the flow and realize like everyone has an opinion. Um, just don't let it affect you and your work. Um, because, uh, it's, it's a fleeting thought. Mm. That's what I've learned. It's like they're fleeting thoughts and they don't matter. It's just like,
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree with you on that. Like two weeks ago, I had two days in a row where mm-hmm. two people literally let me have it. And <laughs> I, you, you don't deserve that kind of stuff. You don't deserve yeah. that that hatred or that, yeah. that negativity. But yeah, yet we get it and it's almost like, okay, well, how am I going to process this, this uh, horrible information? Am I going mm-hmm. to use it? Better myself or am I gonna wallow in self-pity? And to be honest with you, man, like it's it's in our nature to wallow in self-pity. It's like, oh whoa is me, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna yeah. be down in the dumps for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, when when if you really, really look at it, that negativity is making you stronger. Because now, like recently in the last two days. I actually shared it on my, on my Instagram, my social media, but someone left a comment on one of my Instagram videos of, or not, not one of Instagram, my, my YouTube video. Mm-hmm. It happened to be one of the most popular ones. And the comment was just like, I was laughing at it because it didn't, yeah. firstly, it didn't really make too much sense. And secondly, yeah. it was like, well, why does your opinion matter that much? Honestly, mm-hmm. because you look at all the other comments, every mm-hmm. other comment has been positive. so. Mm-hmm. You look at the, the, the positive, outweighs the negative. Mm-hmm. So that's another line of thinking that I've been learning. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> because yeah.
1: Art, art in itself, man, and same with this, it's very personal. Like you're putting yourself mm-hmm. out there. It's very expressive and mm-hmm. it's vulnerable. And yeah. oftentimes, like it's commendable for you, man. I, I just want to say this, the all this amazing artwork that you're putting out there, that's vulnerability. Great. (laughs) So (laughs) congratulations for doing that, man. And I guess I want to spin this uh, whole tangent that I'm going on um, back to you a little bit and ask you, so what is it about art Mm. that you love the most?
0: Mm, What is it about art that I love the most? Ooh, that's interesting. I know what my spiritual answer is, Mm. Um, but I, I, so I have a couple of answers. (laughs) So maybe, so so maybe I can like, I think there's three answers. I think number one is maybe like, maybe the deepest truth is I'm just good at it. So at the, like at a young age, I was like, oh, I have some artistic talents. And then I was like, oh, I should pursue this. And so it kind of just like launched me on that path. And then I realized, like, what I love about art, you know, is I think I just have a visual, um, like, a natural instinct to be able to express myself. And I can use art to express my feeling and how I, you know, like, my own version of beauty and the the ugliness in the world, you know, I feel like we as artists, we are just like a... uh, a medium to express the energy that we feel. Mm. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. And I'm definitely trying to like steer my art into something more intimate. You know, I feel like after a few years of being in the limelight and doing this professionally, I want to like be able to kind of, uh, express even more freely. And that is a, even deeper intimate space and vulnerability that maybe I haven't tapped into. And I might trip you out for a second, but I think this might be relevant to our conversation right now Mm -hmm. is, so me, Ross Draws, Ross Tran, he he creates art. He creates this kind of art and um, he has XYZ and you know his style. But after I release this book, and it's it's the most amazing thing that I feel like I've ever tried to do, mm. and one day hopefully it turns into an anime series. Um, but that is I feel like, Ross Tran, Ross Draw, someone that has a name, mm. but my spirit is even deeper than that. My spirit has no name; it's nameless, mm. and I don't think I've ever created art from that space, you know? Usually my art sometimes is like, yeah, through trans self-expression or for an art book or for a YouTube video, but there is a vulnerable space is our soul and our spirit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, through our whole lives, uh, we have labels and we find interests that help shape define us, but I've never created art from like that really secret, vulnerable space that we're so scared of tapping into. If you if you kind of understand what I'm saying.
1: I do completely. What do you, for you what for you though? Yeah has, has been the most intimate piece of artwork that you've mm. you've ever created, the one that took the most out of you. Yeah.
0: I think there's a few, but one of them really stuck out to me and it's called Grandma's House. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother passed away. And I, that was like the first death I've ever truly experienced. And she was like my best friend. Um, It was just, I I was her favorite, it feels like, because I was like the first born. And she left us um, and I wanted to try and create a space a piece for her and so i named it grandma's house and it's filled with things that she loved and you know it's just a, a really intimate piece and so whenever at conventions people go up to me and like oh my gosh can i buy a grandma's house print i'm like oh, really you know it hits that much more deeply because someone else connects with it and i think right there it's like one of the best feelings you can have as a creator it's like when you create something that really resonates and connect with people and they kind of want it, they want that energy for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that's why that's one of the, like my favorite, favorite pieces that I've ever created.
1: I have to, um, I have to get my hands on this one as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, like
1: that, that hits home for me as well. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But for, for my grandfather, so my grandfather yeah. was my biggest mentor. I mean, my audience knows this. Yeah, He was the one that taught me my values, my my character traits, excellent. Mm -hmm. He actually took me to art classes when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. even though I hated going to art classes, believe it or not, because (laughs) I felt like I was being um, subdued (laughs) and told you need to draw this Mm -hmm. rather than be expressive and draw whatever the hell you want to draw. Right. So I think, I think it's, that, that's a powerful piece of artwork, man. And um, thank you that, yeah, it's hitting home for me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, apart from, from me remembering my grandfather right now, I want to steer the conversation back yeah. to you a little bit and ask you, what was the biggest lesson that your grandmother taught you?
0: The biggest lesson. Oh man you know what it's not it's it's didn't come from her mouth but it's her energy that's mm-hmm. really taught me something it's literally just don't take life seriously have a laugh have some fun she's always laughing she's always making fun of me and that's that's why i really was like really attracted to her energy and she's just so you know she's just fun you know she just doesn't she just cares about her family and is always laughing with my grandpa. That's why I think their relationship is like,
1: oh, I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man. We'll, uh, we'll, both, we'll both do it. Like ever, every time uh, I speak about yeah. my grandfather, gets me all, uh, all emotional. Too.
0: <laughs> when I observe my grandpa and grandma's relationship, that's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. They're like best friends And they just exist and they just are just smiling and laughing with each other. And it's not serious. You know, you're like, Oh, my camera.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh my intimate moment. And then bam, the camera goes, I
0: know. Should I continue or should I fix my camera? What do you think?
1: Um, yeah, fix your camera, man. All right. Give me a second. (laughs) All good, brother. Hey, he's back
0: all right we're back oh my gosh my grandma just knows she's like don't tell this no <laughs> she,
1: she doesn't want to have people right. see you cry, man
0: yeah no that's, that's what it is <laughs> um but yeah i think observing my grandpa and grandma's relationship is something that like you just see out of a movie but it's in real life and it's not like it's it's so simple i think the most beautiful things in life are just the simplicity of the moment, and they're just really happy being around each other, mm. and that's for uh, that's something really special.
1: <laughs> beautiful moment, man. A beautiful yeah. story. So thank you so yeah. much for for sharing that. I think yeah, yeah, I could go on and on and on about the stories from my grandfather and what he taught me, but I think what you mentioned with your your grandmother and grandfather's relationship it was pure and you don't really see that kind of pure relationship sadly mm-hmm. with many of them these days and i think it, it needs to be that message needs to be spread far and wide of mm-hmm. you can live by this kind of example mm-hmm. and, um yeah man Okay, i <laughs> going to yeah. I'm gonna try and steer the conversation forward a little yeah. bit more for you. Yeah. But well, when was the age for you that you realized, hey, hang on a minute, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to make a career out of this.
0: Ooh, I was around 15 or 16 because I was like, I always loved drawing and creating characters throughout my whole entire life, but I never knew you could do it as like for a career until 15 or 16, I, you know, browse the internet. And I was like, Whoa, you can actually do this for a living. And then I just spent the remainder of my high school days, trying my best to get better at art and get into art school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. So did you have this talent? Or when was the moment that you figured out you had this talent? Like what age were you? I was probably like four or five
0: or like kindergarten when like a cute girl was like like i I drew I think it is the Vaporeon, the, the Pokemon for like oh, yes. a cute girl yep. for a cute girl she's like, oh my gosh, you're so talented. I was like that feeling of wow, you know, I guess I'm like you, you know, yeah like a kid and I was like that was a great feeling. I just wanted to like, keep going.
1: (laughs) Here's a, here's a, here's a more funny question. Has being an artist, being a a great artist, that helped you on the, on the ladies front in, in, in future times? Um, so the thing about me
0: is I am a workaholic. (laughs) (laughs) Same here. (laughs) I just like diving myself into my own space. Uh, And I don't know if it's healthy or not, but (laughs) um, I just, when the right person comes along, they will. And I, you know, I just think things should be natural. Um, Obviously, there are some lonely nights, but this is what I've chosen. Mm. And uh, when I, like, if I do get into a relationship, I want to have enough time to be able to you know, build something like that. Um, I just don't want to... I know from my current life and career, a relationship isn't sustainable. Um, I think uh, I am I just want to build this out, build my dream out before I, you know, let someone
1: else in. Mm-hmm. I feel you, man. I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah. I think it'd be selfish in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be selfish uh, of me to... Like not give that person enough time, um, yeah. They would, they would, they would crave being with with you. Or, um, I think it's yeah, it's it's wrong. But you know, I I understand. I'm a, am a workaholic too. You know, I'm I'm. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I want to do. Right. And oftentimes you think so little time. Right. <laughs> All right,
0: <laughs> dude. That's me every day. I feel yeah. like where where did the day go? Why is time moving by so fast? Like ah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you, relationships, uh, the thing I've learned at least with them is that if it's not the right one, then they won't support you in whatever you do. Mm -hmm. They won't understand, secondly, and then they're going to bring you down, thirdly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you want to, I think what you said was a pretty good point, you wait for the right one, make sure that they are, you know, it comes it comes naturally, and like mm-hmm. they actually want to. They like they understand that you're working really, really hard for your own reasons because you came first before them. <laughs> right. So, like that's what I've learned at least with with relationships um, in the past and all the mistakes that I've made. Um, but um, I've just been learning a lot uh, from those mistakes. Um, yeah. Anyway, don't want to go too far on that on that tangent no worry what is your your goals for the future man like where do you see yourself like do you see yourself with over 13 million followers or what's the the career trajectory for you uh i have some
0: short-term and long-term goals uh but short-term is i want to turn my book Ah! into an anime series and so uh, that's Hopefully it happens. You know, I'm going to grind every day to try to make that happen. Um, long-term goals. I just want a, to work with a team of like 10 or 10 or less people, you know, who really believe in that Ross draws energy and spirit of inspiration. You know, I want to help better lives. I want to bring art more art to the world. I, just want to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to keep growing that, like my brand to be able to do that on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. because I feel like like the fans and audience who knows me, believes in my mission a lot. You know, it's it's creating from within. Um, mm-hmm. It's passion, it's inspiration. Um, and uh, I think the more we have of that in the world, I think the world is a more beautiful place.
1: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. Show us your amazing mm-hmm. book.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: Ah, oh, that is so cool. You got two of them.
0: So, so this one is uh, the regular NEMA yep. cover, and then I have an Eclipse Limited Edition cover, um, ah. which is a uh, which is only twenty six hundred uh, made, um, and so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Numbered inside, man. Did you find Thank it
1: you. difficult to actually create your own book?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I, this is hundred percent self-published and I'm a guy who just likes to learn about things, you know, and figure it out. You know, I like, I find a problem just like, all right, let me just kind of figure it out. And so I kind of wanted to do this one by myself. Um, and so, Ooh, this was, (laughs) this was hard. I, wanted to make this an experience. You know, I had to learn, um, how to print the color and the paper material. And also I added foil. Um, if you can see there's some you nice did foil there. <laughs> and so, so I just want this to represent me. Um, and so this is everything that embodies me. Um, when I was originally writing this and trying to create this book, I was faced with a lot of questions like what what, what do you want your art book to be about? And like, what experience do you want to give? Because I was inspired by anime, TV show, video game, And I want to combine all that into this book. And so I did. <laughs> there's like, um, there's like character pages uh, with like stat bars. You know, it's like a video game guide, but also it has a story, you know, oh. it has a, so it's I call it I guess, a cinematic art book, a cinematic storybook where there's a story and you're following along with the character and the narrative. And then when you meet a brand new character, you learn more about them in their whole character page. And so, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> you're a genius, mate. Ah, <laughs> oh, Yeah. Like, how old are you now? Just so people know. Um, I just turned 28. You're 28. When did you publish the book?
0: Last year, I was 27.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, man. Like how many 27-year-olds do you know that have published their own book? <sighs> you're, like, you're being too kind. No, no, no. Like seriously, because um, especially something like that is so enriching and creative, like mm-hmm. that book. Congratulations, man. Like you should be z- very, very damn proud of yourself. Oh, thank you. And the fact that it was self-published, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that's it. A, that's a whole nother kettle of fish, if I can use an <laughs> analogy, um, in of itself. And the reason why I say this, man, is because I, I just finished my own book. So nice. and, I'm, and I'm 24. So you're, you're way ahead in terms of age. But still, <laughs> like, I know personally how hard it is to make your own book. It's a lot Definitely. of work. It's it's tough. <laughs> right, no, that's, it's super tough. That's why that's why I'm I'm proud of you man, but um if someone was to get the book right now mm-hmm. and turn to any random page, what page would you recommend that they turn to? Dude, that is hard. Uh-huh. How how am I supposed to answer this? <laughs> oh,
0: I got it. I got it. it. So this is one of my favorite pages. Um, And I kind of uh, put this in here because it represents who I am. Um, And it's probably page 125, which is essentially the last uh, page for the story before you get into all the characters. But I have this character named Flip. And he's a boy, and he wants to be the world's greatest chef. And he travels the world to collect the best ingredients and wants to just make the best food experiences. And that's his life, you know, nothing else matters. And the last line of the story is why I feel like this page is my favorite page. And I'm going to read it to you real quick. Okay. You always go in 110% if it's something you're passionate about. Mixing and matching different ingredients is what I live for. The way flavor and aroma and texture all come together to create a perfect culinary experience. Nothing is greater than that satisfaction. It gets my blood simmering. And so that's like young Ross just being finding something he's really passionate about and going, you know what, I'm going to give 110% of my energy and nothing less Mm. and that's why i put that in there it's like to remind people like we have this inner child like inside of us who is just loves to you know have fun and create and i feel like we lose sight of that inner child sometimes as we get older and so i created flip to embody that childlike spirit
1: Mm. yeah i think who was it i can't remember who who said this but it's going back to that, that childlike uh, mentality or attitude that when we do grow older, we have a lot more pressure, we have a lot more stress, anxiety, you know, we have a lot more responsibilities that come upon us. And it's like, we we get old because we have forgotten how to play or how to be a kid and yeah. I think that that message once again needs to be spread far and wide is just enjoy, enjoy life, enjoy yourself, enjoy the creative process, enjoy the failures, enjoy the the hard times because like Matthew McConaughey said to me, the alternative seems to suck. Yeah. So why not enjoy what you have right now? And dude, this is great. I'm loving this conversation, man. Um, <laughs> couple more questions for you if you don't mind dude yeah so you've got you were the lead character designer mm-hmm. in this disney film earth to mm-hmm. echo mm-hmm. they approach you or did you approach them
0: oh man i i got referred to um by a friend to the director and so originally this was uh, a movie produced by disney and then they sold it to relativity media and Basically I was 19 um, in art school and my best friend, Noel was like, he got picked up for this film. And the director was like, Hey, we need a uh, a character designer. Do you know any? And he gave my director like three and director Dave Green. Uh, he chose me to do an, like an art test. And he said, I did this art test back in my hometown because it was like summer break. And I turned it in and he's like, You're it. This is what I want. And I was like, Oh my god, sick. And so um, I <laughs> I started working um at the Wall Studio, Walt Disney Studio offices. Um, and it was wild, you know, it was it shows that like you know, word of mouth and friends are super helpful to I, I guess any facet of your life, and you should kind of a, yeah, it's just like a, like a nice story. You know, I try not to, uh, be enemies with anyone, but like my best friend just saw my talent and wanted to spread the word.
1: (laughs) You're a kind man. Same with your, same with your friend. Um, now for those people that want to learn more about you, get to know the real Ross Mm -hmm. work, everything like that. Where can people find you, man?
0: Oh man, we have a million platforms nowadays, <laughs> but um, I'm mostly known uh, on YouTube as Roth Draws and also on Instagram as Roth Draws. And uh, yeah, YouTube is more where I teach and have fun. My whole message is I want to draw and make you laugh. You know, I want to... I want art to be fun and digestible and approachable. And so on YouTube, you'll see me turn my mom into Wonder Woman or some of my friend into like Princess Elsa or just turn a pizza into Azula from Avatar the Last Airbender. And I'd probably teach you a little bit of something along the way, you know, like little art tips. For example, blue is the color of trust. And that's something you can take with you for the rest of your life. Right. And so I, like on my YouTube channel, I love to kind of have fun with art and then teach you a little something and on Instagram is more of like, oh, that it's pretty, you know, and kind of like more of my gallery. Um, but those are my main platforms.
1: And we're seeing like for those people that are actually watching the video yeah. in the background yeah. is wearing ah. blue. So, there you go. <laughs> and I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing blue today. Blue is my favorite color. And for mm. good, good reason, because yeah. of that significance. Like, I want people to be able to trust me. And I think it's, it's great because today we've had, you've trusted me today, Ross, yeah. with <laughs> a little, of you, little bit of your story. So I really do appreciate that. Um, do you ever get sick of it? Do you ever get sick and tired of drawing, doing this artwork? Does it ever get too taxing? I I used to.
0: Uh, but I think it's just growing up and trying to find your different priorities and understanding your balance. And I think balance is the biggest thing. It's, it's hard, you know, to find that balance. Like everyone is trying to still find their balance <laughs> with all the relationships and the career and everything. Um, but you, like, I used to get a little burnt out because maybe I was uh, spending my energy into something that maybe I didn't truly believe in. Um, so you kind of have to find your intention and angle. For example, I used to make a lot more fan art, you know, uh, art for, uh, TVs and games and my favorite stuff, but I realized I didn't have my own world out there. You know, I'm always drawing other people's characters in world, which I love, but I didn't have my own creation out there, which is when I started Nima you know, that's my own world. And I get so much energy creating inside that world and it really helped refresh my mental palette. Mm. And so I still do fan art here and there, um, but it's like finding that balance of uh, kind of uh, not getting to a place where you feel like it's a job.
1: Mm. That's good, man. I I like that. Um, Two quick final questions for you because I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah, so This is my all-time favorite question that I ask everyone at the end. So I want you to imagine with me. Yep. My camera, my cutout,
0: letting you know, because I, cause I don't know the timer, but but we're going to, if it does, we'll reset the question.
1: Okay. No worries. You yeah. want me to yeah. say the question again? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So this is my all-time favorite question. So it's a hypothetical one, but just imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100 all your friends have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Then ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life?
0: Damn. Oof. Oof. Damn. Um, wow. I, hopefully, by 100 want to bring a lot more happiness in the world. Um, I want to grow my own world that can inspire other people to grow their own world and pay it forward. Um, hopefully Nima becomes that anime series and gets turned into a franchise, like get toys and this whole universe. And it helps allow me to create more universes. And when people look at my story know that you are capable of doing everything that you've ever dreamed of. I'm a guy that started from nothing and it just takes, you know, we're not born with anything special. We just, it's the light that you want to find within you that pushes you to create everything. And so when I'm a hundred, I want to hopefully share my story with other people and it helps their story. And then it just keep paying it forward into their own fan base, etc. And so hopefully, I also have a family that can carry on my legacy of kind of keep inspiring the world kind of like Bob Ross, you know, he still lives inside our world. And his message is exactly kind of like what I want to say, you know, it's just create and be happy. And it's easier said than done. But that's what I want to do with my life.
1: It's a flow-on effect, right? I absolutely love uh, the chain reaction, another analogy we can use. Ross, I really enjoy this conversation, man. My final Mm -hmm. question for you is more of a fun question. Uh, Now, we were speaking a little bit about food in your book before. Mm -hmm. What has been the weirdest food combination you've ever tried?
0: The weirdest food combination I've ever tried? Ooh. I can't think of the top of my head, but I have a weird, not not weird. It's a food I'm not used to um, that I can probably tell you. Go for it. You might know it. it's Vegemite. Yuck. Ah, you don't like it either. Oh my gosh. Everyone in Australia eats it and I've never got into
1: it yet. I hate the stuff. I'm very unpatriotic with that stuff. I think it is the worst substance that Australia has put out. I apologize for all those oldies that are listening to this and thinking, well, you're not Australian, Jay. I'm like, well, I think I'm more Australian for not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> I am fair. Australian for liking it. So this is my personal opinion and taste buds. They don't like it, but yeah. hey, I might be weird. So I'm glad that Do you like it or no.
0: I didn't, I, I don't remember much, but I remember it being salty and maybe i can give it a real try next time um but apparently you know it's americans have tried it and they don't really kind of uh get it yet but Australians love it it
1: doesn't it doesn't vibe with them it doesn't (laughs) me either so (laughs) it's salty it's it just has this weird flavor to it sure and yeah i I don't even go near that stuff (laughs) veggie might Vegemite, Vegemite, (laughs) (laughs) Ross, man, where can people buy your book? I'm curious. You can, uh, you can
0: buy on my website. Uh, You can go to rossdrawl.com slash Nima. And if you want to also kind of a dive into something, I think the best thing I've ever worked on it's um, Nima find your light animation on YouTube. I think we're at maybe 700,000 views on that. But for me, when I launched this book, I've worked on it for like over five years. I want it to have the best debut entry. And so me and a group of talented animators spent a year and a half working on this animation um, called Find Your Light and it's featured Nima and the character. And uh, yeah, if you're interested, it's on YouTube for sure.
1: (laughs) I'll make sure that's all linked below as well. Ross Tran thank you so much man for coming on the Storybox podcast and being vulnerable enough to share your story
0: oh thank you so much for having me this is so fun and I'm I'm
1: happy we are able to connect across the world (laughs) I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.